1: Welcome into b Squared Your Weekly Weather Podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon.
0: And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
1: Bonnie, it's been an interesting week weather-wise where tropics have been quiet, but the real big story has been quote-unquote severe storms. We've had flooding. Uh, We had a Garth Brooks concert canceled in Nashville due to thunderstorms. But hey, you know what? Uh, It's that time of year where everything is on the table, so let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer, man. If I was in Nashville about to see Garth Brooks and then the storms ruined it, I would be mad.
1: I would be too. And I had plenty of friends that were there. Uh, Chris Young was one of the openers, came out, played a great show. And everybody's, you know, jacked to see Garth Brooks. And, you know, one of his most favorite songs is The Thunder Rolls. Well, literally that happened. And the torrential (laughs) downpour that hit Nissan Stadium, followed by the lightning strikes that were close by. Um, you know, our friend, Dr. Kevin Kessel from, uh, the university of Oklahoma would be not very happy to see some of the photos that were tweeted out before they officially canceled the concert.
0: Right. And not how it always goes. They always shut it down really last minute. Right. And that's when it can still, I mean, that's dangerous. You know, like we always talk about lightning can strike what? 10 miles outside of a storm.
1: Yep. If not more. So, Yeah. So the pictures this week from Nashville were pretty impressive. Again, you have a packed football stadium there to see Garth Brooks playing what is basically a home concert for the first time in a long time. And a thunderstorm complex rolls through from the northwest, comes down through Nashville. Um, our friend Nash Weather uh, sent me the radar loop last night. I tweeted out on our weather podcast page at Twitter, at Um You can see the storm blow through downtown Nashville, and... It was impressive, but I feel bad because so many fans just sat in the stands. Most of them evacuated undercover when they put the lightning warning up. But a lot of people stayed because I guess they're just not bright. <laughs> and to watch the videos that these guys were taking of this torrential downpour, one was fascinating, but two, it's like, guys, why are you going to subject yourself to this? Like, I know maybe it was a warm rain, maybe it wasn't too bad, but still, if You know that you have a chance of being struck by lightning. What are we doing?
0: Exactly. Like, what if you or anything in the stadium is struck? Like, it's going to be a problem, and it's like, why are you not listening to warnings? You'll never listen, though. You know, that's how it goes.
1: Exactly, and we have this debate all the time in the weather community about how effective our warnings and watches and everything, and, you know, the National Weather Services has plans to change their outreach and how... Warnings are disseminated, but you still have to act on it. That's the difference. We can, you know, warn you all day long and we can yell and scream until we're blue in the face. But unless you actually take action, it's kind of meaningless.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, people have to do their part, too. So if people aren't going to heed the warning and take their life into their own hands, then okay, more power to you.
1: Right. That's just that's just what's (laughs) going to happen. So, yeah. Oh, man, again, if you want to see the thunderstorm complex on radar, the loop provided by our friend Nash Weather, head over to our uh, podcast page on Twitter at Weather Podcast. But, Bonnie, the big story we always lead during the tropical season is the tropics. And, man, there's been not a lot happening. However, we finally have one area they're watching just off of the African coast. But our friends in Miami only give it a 10 to 20 percent chance of formation going forward.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, you know, maybe that number will change, but there's still a lot of time and the Gulf waters are warm warm. Like if something gets going over the Gulf, it's gonna explode. So yes, it is. I mean, like I said, we still have time in the season, but that poor little baby storm that just came off of Africa if it doesn't have a chance, but there'll be another one behind it shortly.
1: That it will. And we just have to wait. Now, I know that there has been areas of blowing dust coming off of the African continent, which we have seen a lot in recent years, uh, which kind of inhibits any type of storm formation. But once that African dust does make its way across the Atlantic, it settles over portions of the southeast United States and then gets blown back out to sea. So that's pretty cool to see. It's is it's great there. But, Bonnie, all the fun in the tropics happens to be in the eastern Pacific, where we have two name storms right now and a possibility of a third. We'll start with Tropical Storm Ignacio, which is Whoa. out there churning. We have Hurricane Hilda. She's out there churning. And then we have the one area that they are looking at, which currently has a 60% chance of formation through the next five days. So that's pretty impressive. Um, Hilda, we'll give you some stats on her. She is a baby hurricane, uh, central pressure or sorry, sustained winds now 80 miles an hour. So she's a low end cat one central pressure down 988 millibars. She is moving Northwest at six knots. And then you have Ignacio whose winds are at 40 miles an hour. Central pressure is 1,005 millibars moving West Northwest at nine knots. So there we go. Got two storms in the Pacific, possibly a third. And then if we want to jump all the way out to the Central Pacific, nothing is happening. So Hawaii is in the clear.
0: Well, I'm kind of jealous of the Pacific getting all the action right now, but I have a feeling that this is just kind of a a calm before the storm, and I think they might just start coming rapid fire.
1: Agreed. I think it's getting to that time where it's – Especially for the you know the Atlantic season, we don't peak until September, but we're getting close. That I know for a fact that NOAA is about ready to uh, issue their latest outlook. I want to say it's coming Wednesday, uh, so we will cover that on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. So we will see what they are forecasting, what they're thinking. But man, yeah, it's August second now. Not a whole lot has happened tropical storm wise, so.
0: Well, we'll see what the rest of the season has in store for us. I know last year at this time it was busy and we had already had like, you know, 90 storms or something, you know. So, I mean, mean, you can't compare one season to the next, but it's quite crazy how it's the total opposite right now.
1: It is. It is. It's been extremely slow. Um, Like you said last year, record setting. We talked about this a few episodes back if you guys want to go hear that. We had some fascinating stats from our friends in Miami at the National Hurricane Center where, yes, name storm-wise, we were very busy. But actual storm-wise, we were a little bit less than average. And that's based on the ACEs, I believe it's the ACEs um, metrics, but which is pretty cool. So, again, gotta love science, gotta love meteorology, and... Knock on wood that the power B squared <laughs> takes that area of formation that's 10% and turns it into a hurricane. Because we do have that power, apparently.
0: That's right, we do. So check back tomorrow and see what's happening. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. We will let you know. Um, sure. Stateside, again, storms have been sporadic. I know that we were looking at. Uh, areas of like dry thunderstorms out here in the west for a while uh they did materialize a little bit i want to say on saturday we had 19 to 20 new fire starts just based on lightning wow. alone and again with dry fuels and the fact that we're in a drought we haven't had measurable measurable precip now going on almost 40 days nowhere near record but it's you know starting to get closer day by day inching into the top 10 driest stretches some areas did, though, get uh, a little bit of sprinkles or some light misting. Nothing official at the Portland International Airport to end our streak. Some other reporting stations had, like, maybe one one hundredth of an inch of rain. So it technically qualifies as a rain event. Uh, we could be looking at more rain coming up in the next couple of days as the first real quote unquote late season storm or early season storm comes through depending on how you look at it so we could see actual rain or it could die out so we're waiting to find out but we'll get into the forecast in a minute
0: well hopefully you do get some rain and i will say some of that smoke from those fires is here over oklahoma like it's, you can visibly see it smoky and hazy um and the national weather service and norman put on twitter today that it was the smoke from the uh, northwest fires so that's crazy
1: it is crazy and a lot of the smoke in the you know plains and in the midwest are coming from uh fires like we said in california and oregon but a majority of it is coming from british columbia so you know that's that's impressive smoke travels very well in the atmosphere as we've all yeah. learned the last few years
0: exactly smoke and dust do well in the atmosphere.
1: So we will see thunderstorm forecast today. There is an area of marginal risk in central Oregon. I'll read you the paragraph from the SPC. It's it's pretty interesting Um, and we'll get into why it's interesting here in a little bit when you and I share some news, which will be awesome. I cannot wait. Um, Latest guidance consensus, including high resolution, deterministic and ensemble members continue to show pulse updrafts and occasionally multicellular cluster development by early afternoon atop the Southern Cascades. These storms will form along the western periphery of the upper ridge amid 25 to 35 knot southwesterly mid-level flow. The latest guidance continues to portray inverted V a vertical thermodynamic profiles across the region as the dry boundary layer is expected to mix up to 600 to 500 millibars given 0.75 to 1 inch precipital water values and um, (coughs) 9.5 Celsius to kilogram and 0 to minus 3 kilogram lapse rates driven by the deeply mixed boundary layer. Adequate evaporative cooling may take place to support a few damaging gusts, prompting the continuation of the marginal risk. Let's translate that to average weather nerds that aren't into the deep stuff. Looking at possibilities of thunderstorms forming a multi-cluster or an MCS. Um, You could be looking at maybe a supercell or two. Lots of water available in the atmosphere, which is what's going to fuel the storm. However, because it is so dry and a mixed layer, you're going to get dry thunderstorms. So the rain will fall through the sky. It will most likely evaporate before it hits the ground, which means it's Virga you'll still get lightning strikes, but there's no water to go along with the lightning to put out set fire if it starts one. So could be looking at gusty winds as well when these thunderstorms move and when they start to cycle out the air quickly dies and or the thunderstorm dies and the air that has risen into the atmosphere has to come crashing back down somewhere. So there you go.
0: Just kind of a vicious cycle right now.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Well, like I said, fingers crossed you guys get some rain and some
1: good, good rain. Exactly. So we are due for it. We need it. So forecast wise, we are just going to wait to see what happens with that. But thunderstorms, again, we're, you know, we're worried about fires. We've talked about the bootleg fire. So let's get an update on that. Um, Great news that it has had uh, weather cooperate with it. So that is a good thing. And here are your latest stats on the bootleg fire. According to our friends at Insaweb and the Northwest uh, Communications Coordination Center, 413,762 acres as of this morning. It's contained now at 84%. There is a rough fire line around the perimeter of the fire. So that is great news. Weather conditions have been favorable the last few days of allowing firefighters to get an upper hand on this. Uh, it is still extremely sad the amount of damage this has done. Um, in terms of structures and all that fun stuff, let me get an update on that so if it will let me. It won't right now, but we'll come back to it. Um, initial reports that people have seen according to the New York Times, says it looked like an atomic bomb had gone through. Um, People are absolutely shocked at how brown and how burned out things were. And it doesn't really surprise those of us that follow fire and fire weather. When you have strong, gusty winds and you are creating your own updrafts and, you know, basically pyrocumulus clouds, the amount of heat and energy available We'll scorch anything. Yeah. We're We're seeing from a few days ago when, you know, we had a couple of weeks ago, sorry, a couple of weeks ago when we had our temperatures up to 113, 114 degrees. We're seeing parts of trees that basically baked. Like one side of the tree is completely brown because it faces sun. And it wasn't used to the temperatures wow. and literally it looked like this outside of the tree is cooked. Wow. Yeah like it's,
0: it's been toasted. <laughs> literally.
1: It looks like it's been toasted. Leaves are brown. They're, wow. cri- they're crispy to the touch. But yet, yeah, right next door, or even on the same tree, parts that were in the shade from something else are perfectly fine. So that's that's the part to me that is just still very fascinating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like fires just cause other like domino effect issues. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. So they're saying again that most likely this fire will continue to burn until we get fall and win- if get into fall and winter once the fall and the winter rains arrive to finally put it out. Um, they expect probably a few startups out of this fire as we get into next spring and summer just from either embers that are smoldering inside a log that doesn't necessarily have maybe uh, direct access to outside uh, in terms of like you know temperature and water we saw that with some of the other fires that we've had lately where all of a sudden we'll get a report of oh there's smoke coming from an area that was involved in a previous fire the year before and sure enough they go in and they find a log that's been smoldering they cut it open and it's still burning wow
0: yeah that's kind of crazy
1: it is crazy but i mean i
0: couldn't imagine that like just It looks pretty okay from the outside, and then you slice it open, and it's just fire on the inside. Yeah,
1: it is is pretty intense to see that stuff. But like I said, the good news is they have a rough fire line around the perimeter of the fire. It's at 84%. They think, again, it will be fully contained by the time we get uh, into October and November. So that's good news.
0: And October and November is really far away, though.
1: It is. I mean, we're just into August now, but... We got the whole month of September, the whole month of August to go. Then we get into October. And the way the weather's been out here in the West, you know, some people think that we will probably heat up once or twice more before we get into the typical fall season. So we'll see. It's
0: going to be a rough couple of months. My it, heart goes out to you guys and all the firefighters. And
1: oof. That is true. That is true. All right, well, we have some fun news that we want to share with you. Um, Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Uh, You go first. Okay. So, as you guys know, Bonnie and I are huge weather nerds. There's no doubt about that. If you've listened to the show at any point, you are aware of this fact. Well, Bonnie is a degreed meteorologist. She has her associates in meteorology from Rose State. She's got a bachelor's in emergency management, Right.
0: Uh, it's an associates in emergency management. Okay.
1: So associates in emergency management and then you have your bachelor's in business.
0: Yeah. in management, just plain old management. Okay.
1: So she's got a weather degree. I do not. Uh, a few months ago I was tooling around the internet as I have a tendency to do late at night and came across, um, Mississippi state university, which, you know, I know has a fantastic weather program a lot of my friends have gone through it a lot of the tv people uh in the portland market have gone through it so you know i'll look occasionally at that well i saw a page that they were offering a brand new bachelor's of science in meteorology focused on operational and broadcast which is right up my alley so i was like hmm check this out so i did um i applied and i found out this week that i got in but the best part for me is I shared this information with Bonnie several weeks ago. She got a wild hair, decided to apply literally that day, and she got in three weeks ago. So I am excited because I'm going back to school to get my bachelor's in meteorology, something I've always wanted to do, something I've always wanted to have. And I get to take this journey with one of my best friends, uh, who happens also to be my co-host of the show. So Bonnie and I are embarking on a journey at Mississippi State to go get our bachelor's in meteorology and because Bonnie is super smart she might even get her masters which I think would be pretty freaking special
0: I'm really excited I'm really glad that we're both in and we're ready to go for the fall so you hurry up and get your little prelim stuff done so you can enroll and then we can like do homework together over FaceTime
1: I cannot wait this is gonna be so much fun um, I did go buy calculus for dummies because I need to relearn calculus and um, You don't use calculus a whole heck of a lot in radio and TV. Um, So I'm going to be taking a crash course in that because I'm going to have to. But it will be definitely worth it.
0: It's something where it's like just, and this is going to sound bad, but just do what you got to do to pass those classes. Because even if you were in operational meteorology, You're not going to have to just know off the top of your head. You know what I mean? You're going to be able to look it up. The computer's doing a whole lot of stuff for you. You've got colleagues. So it's not even, it's really just pass.
1: (laughs) Sure. And that's fine. And again, you know, my math, when I graduated high school, gosh, a long time ago, I won't even tell you how long it's been. But, you know, math was something I enjoyed. I absolutely enjoy science. um, But just... You know, looking at calculus, and I had this conversation with my cousin a couple weeks ago. We are taught from a very young age that we assign values to something because that's what we do in math. X equals something. Y equals something. Always solve for X or Y or, you know, insert anything there. You get to calculus, and it's like, well, X may equal this, but really it equals that. Or
0: calculus is a beast.
1: It is. It is. It's a very interesting extension of math and it is not for the faint of heart i will tell you that right now but it is something that i want to tackle and i want to learn so i can be able to you know do what i want to do so that's that's something that i'm excited about so i am super stoked looking forward to this uh we need to see we can get mississippi state to sponsor our podcast since we're going to be going Uh, through this program for a hot minute
0: that's right, and we'll probably be talking about it all the time. Yes, so. we will,
1: and we want to. And that's a, that's the fun part about this. We want to take you guys on this journey as well, because we're going to be learning it. We want you to be learning it. I think it will be something that we can share with our audience. I think it will be a lot of fun. So if you guys want to take this journey with us, please make sure that you you know retweet our stuff on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast. Find us on Facebook, B squared Weather. We're at Weather Podcast on Instagram as well. So I'm really excited. I cannot wait for this. This is a something I've wanted to do for a very, very long time, and I'm ready to make it happen.
0: And it's really good because it's kind of a, I don't want to say slow paced, but it's not five classes a semester. Right. And it's, it's really just two. I think there might be a semester here and there that has three, but so it's doable, and I think it really is meant for adults to be able to complete it while they're having to, you know, raise kids and work full-time jobs and that kind of thing. Right. So I, it's a good, well-structured program.
1: Right. And it's a full-on bachelor's degree in science, you know, focused on meteorology with broadcasting, operational. If we want to work in TV or go work for the National Weather Service or go work for a private forecasting firm, we can. And that's, that's something that I want to do and it's something that I want to have. So I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of work. But you know what? I'm up for the challenge. Let's do it. It's
0: gonna be good. <clears throat> They're gonna ease us into it though, and the first two classes are geography classes.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I love geography. I know where things are. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: I have a good sense of geography. I know what mountains
0: and plateaus and fjords and all that things, all those <laughs> things are too.
1: <laughs> Here is a trivia geography question for you. How many US states are considered isthmus?
0: I don't know. You would say isthmus like I remember what that means. Uh, Hold on. I don't know. I don't know why I said hold on. What is it? Tell me.
1: There are technically two states of Florida and Michigan. And what does now, isthmus
0: mean?
1: Isthmus is it's a piece of land surrounded on three sides of water by water.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. But I thought those were peninsulas.
1: Uh, They are and they aren't. Ismiss is a narrow piece of land connecting two larger areas across an expanse of water by which they are otherwise separated.
0: Boom. We better start making flashcards. Apparently so.
1: (laughs) So technically. I'm
0: excited though for geography classes. I think they'll be interesting.
1: Right. I am. I am also very excited. So we will see.
0: But, you know, I told you I might just stick with the bachelor's program because all those classes in the bachelor's program look really interesting. Right. More interesting than the master's program. So I don't know. I'm going to think about it.
1: Yeah. You know what? You do you, boo.
0: Either way. And I mean, even if I do the whole bachelor's program, I could still come back and do the whole master's program. So there's options. There's totally options.
1: Absolutely. You know, I may have been wrong on that, by the way. <laughs>
0: All right, don't get us confused before we even start school.
1: Yeah, I know. Hold on here. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, Florida and Michigan are peninsulas. My bad.
0: But isthmus sounds right. Is that just like smaller, like not a state, like a um?
1: Isthmus is Panama. It's basically a land bridge.
0: Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah. So. My bad.
0: Sorry, right, we're gonna get a refresher. Yes, fall. we like, are. We're gonna nail it. Can't
1: you tell we need it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since either one of us has taken any geography classes. That's like high school stuff. Like That is true. I didn't take it in college at all. In all these degrees, there was no geography. So
1: one I'll tell you a quick story about my favorite geography class. So first class in college, geography of Oregon. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'll totally have fun with this. I walk in, and the professor's like, welcome to geography of Oregon. In this class, you will be required to memorize every county in the state of Oregon, the county seat in said county, population trends. I want you to get to know every single, <laughs> this is great, every single state senator, state representative. I want you to know their district. I want you to know the history of the rivers and the mountains and the lakes in the state of Oregon. I want you to know and memorize the history of the Oregon Territory back to when it was a territory. I want you to memorize how large it was and how we got to this current thing. And gives us entire laundry list of things that we need to know and memorize. Followed by, this is not going to be an easy class. So for those of you that are athletes or those of you that are not sure if you want to take this, feel free to go ahead and stand up and go re-register for another class. You know, totally understand. So about half of the people stand up and leave. And the professor goes, now, all right, now that the athletes and all the dumb people are gone, this is going to be the easiest course you've ever taken. We're going to sit here. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about Oregon. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to watch a couple of movies about Oregon. Honestly, it's really hard not to get an A in this class.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm like, so funny. I'm like,
1: OK, that was actually really funny. So
0: that is hilarious.
1: Yeah however you know that's
0: like one of those things when a teacher has a test and like in the instructions at the top it says just read the instructions and don't do the test and half the class does the whole test and the other half just sits there like it's one of those type of things Mm -hmm. love
1: it so i got a good laugh at it um i actually had that instructor like multiple courses just random stuff that I would take here and there Uh, actually went on to become a state representative. Interesting guy, but yeah, one of my, one of my favorite geography courses. So yeah, I like geography. The other one I took was um, a school I went to. One of their big associate programs was travel and leisure. And so like they had a lot of flight attendants, a lot of uh, like cruise line people that want to come there. And so, A majority of the courses were like full female classes. Like, you know, you go here to become a flight attendant or you go here to work on a cruise ship, blah, blah, blah. So I took a elective course because it sounded cool. I show up. I'm the only guy in the class. And I'm like, all right, I'm okay with this. And even the, the the lady that was teaching, she goes, are you in the right place? I'm like, yeah, I am. She's like, "Well, we don't get many guys in this class, but hey, I'm glad to have you." I was like, "Well, I'm glad to be here." So, I, you were glad to be there. Oh, I mean, it was 29 very good-looking girls and me. So, I was <laughs> not complaining at all, and they were all very friendly, and it was great. But we had to memorize airport codes. Okay, this wow. goes this goes back to being a weather nerd, right? That's what we live on. We live on the data from airport codes. We know all the airports around. We know their you know, call signs and identifiers. And so all the girls were just like, oh, you know this stuff, you can be in our group. I was like, cool. So we had to give up and give a presentation and then we would do a geography quiz every day memorizing and trying to identify airports based on their codes. I absolutely crushed it. I bet you did. My all-time favorite though was right up your alley. Oh, it totally was my all-time favorite one. Okay, Denver International at the time, K D E N is the identifier. This girl gets up, she goes, "That's Boulder," and I'm like, mm, "No." Like Boulder's not a big airport in Denver, or in Colorado. The biggest one is Denver, and it even says K D E N. That's Denver International.
0: Look at you just showing everybody up
1: I didn't want to what's I didn't want to because I felt bad for her Because I knew that she knew what she was talking about But it's just like one of those moments like Where you freeze And you just blurt out whatever it is Because you're nervous And I was just like oh no 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 <laughs> I did feel bad for her So
0: Some people just can't do it Can't do the memorizing thing
1: yeah. you know? And You know listen again you're up in front of a class Talking to so people, it's not easy. You know, it. public speaking and having a lot of eyes focused on you can be very nerve-wracking for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You just have to get through it. So, a right. great class. Oh, my gosh, I wish I could go back and relive that class every day. Yeah. Anywho, I digress. I'm excited. I can't wait it. Bonnie Webble welcome to the Mississippi State family oh my gosh
0: bulldog right are we a bulldog we are
1: bulldogs we are bulldogs and apparently um I need to find out the name of our mascot my uncle texted to me and I was like I don't know what you're talking about he's like oh here it is um bully the bulldog
0: that's our mascot
1: yes so we are bulldogs I love it. I absolutely love it. It's going to be good. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right, what do you guys have coming up forecast-wise in Oklahoma City?
0: Well, we had a little cold front. um, Well, in the summer it's called a not-as-hot front um, that came through Saturday night, early Sunday. We got some rain early in the morning on Sunday and cooled us down. And So we're going to be in the upper 80s for the first part of the week, and then it's going to start to get back into the 90s. And we have rain chances later this week. I believe it's Wednesday or Thursday. So, so it's nice little we'll break from the heat, especially in August, because this can be one of our hotter months.
1: Well, that is good news. Uh, I love it. Not so cold front. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> Not as hot front. Yep. <laughs> oh, that totally
1: works. Um, out here yeah. in the Pacific Northwest, we have been under a dominant ridge of high pressure for a while. Today temperatures are going to go between somewhere 93 to 96 ish um there is some haze in the atmosphere we are finally starting to see some of the wildfire smoke from southern oregon make its way up the willamette valley i will tell you this right now we have been very lucky we have had this really weird like onshore flow that has kept the portland area clear of smoke uh pretty much all fire season and now we're starting to get a little bit southerly flow some of that monsoonal moisture is coming up and so it's kind of pushing the smoke into the valley so it's going to be a little hazy today but temperature is still really hot we're going to continue that way through most of the week by the time we get to thursday into friday we might actually see showers we're going to go for a high of 73 on friday so almost a 20 degree drop and then by saturday and sunday we rebound temperatures um skies clear out temperatures rebound into the upper 70s and we'll sit that way and then we start to crank the heat up once again as we get into next work week but uh we might actually see some precip if you look at Some of the models and some of the guidance, it's like, oh, you know, we're actually going to see rain. Uh, That'd be cool. And then everybody's like, well, how much are we actually going to see? And they're saying maybe four one hundredths of an inch. Wow. Yeah. So not much. No. Yeah. It's it's a bummer. And chances are it's just going to be the shower variety, so who knows? Nothing widespread, but hey. We'll wait and see, I guess.
0: Better than nothing, but you need something more intense.
1: That is true. We really do. We really do. Well, Bonnie, I'm excited. I got to go through orientation this week. You've already gone through it, and then we get to register for classes, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to take everybody along this journey with us. So uh, if I had a glass, I would raise it to you and say cheers and good luck, but I'll just say it here on the podcast. Good luck.
0: Good luck to you. You got this. Can't wait. We got this.
1: Yes, we do. Cannot wait. Well, another great edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon.
0: And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma.
1: And we will talk to you guys next week.
0: Bye.